the spirit of a murdered magician comes back to seek revenge on a group of 20-somethings with no personality. We watched The Trap Door, a movie that is 95% yelling and 100% pure shit. We watched it so you don't have to, so you know what that means. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the latest episode of Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad, they're fucking scary as hell. I'm your host, Marshall Hampton. Join me today, as always, my good friend, co-host, the amazing, the awesome, the Mr. Aaron Southworth. <laughs> you did it again, you son of a bitch. You probably found <laughs> one of the worst films I've ever seen. And we've seen a lot of shitty movies, but this has got to be the crown jewel <laughs> in the crown of crap Yeah, that we've had to put up with each week. That is why I actually... Decide not to have a guest on this week because I didn't want to subject, subject anybody else to this movie. Unfortunately, my ass had to be subjected. Yeah, unfortunately, <sighs> this movie I feel that it needs to be like locked in a crate and lost in a giant warehouse like the Ark of the Covenant, or buried in a desert like the ET twenty six hundred Atari video game. Just needs to be wiped off the earth. Yeah, this is this is awful, awful. Awful. <laughs> um, before we get into the goodness <laughs> that it will be this movie, um, let's take care of a little house clean. Uh, this We wrapped up round one this week of our Horrible Horror March Movie Madness. So round one is in the books. Round two will start this week. We'll start on Monday. Uh, so advancing to finish out round one, we have Thanks Killing beating out Shocker to move on. We have Christmas Slay that beat out Slaughter High. And Stitches beat Halloween Resurrection. Wow, I'm actually surprised about that. I was a little surprised by that, too. Uh, We do have one. We do need uh, to clear up uh, the the matchup between Sweatshop and Splatter University. Oh, okay. So that once we figure out this one, then we are totally set. Um, What what, you have an opinion in that? What's your vote? Sweatshop didn't make any fucking sense. No. But I kind of liked the, the characters and the kills. You liked the characters? I hated well, the characters they, they, they were they, they were not likable characters. No. Like, let me put it that they way. Were they were all not... like just trash people. Sure, they were trash people, but they, they were at least characters. You know? Okay. Whereas right. Splatter U really didn't have the character in this, I guess. So. All right. So you're voting for Splatter U to move on? Yeah. Sucked. I'm going with Splatter U. All right, Splatter U. Um, my if I vote for Sweatshop, we're still in a tie. So well, then we'll flip a coin. We could flip a coin, but I, I just what I had to do. I sit down like, okay, I, I went Desert Island. I Desert Island this this bat matchup again. If I'm stuck on Desert Island, which one would I want to watch repeat times? If I had to watch it over and over again, um, 
Splatter U, I thought was fine in its own sense, but eh, it's it's not great. <laughs> Sweatshop is is awful. It's a bad movie, and it is trash people who. But at least the gore effects and blood are somewhat. Some of the kills are kind of interesting. I hate. I never thought I'd say this. I did not think I'd say this. But I'm gonna vote for Splatter University too. Wow. I thought Slaughterhouse or Sweatshop would be one of, in our final four. I, I really so thought, too, yeah. But I just I can't. I I'm, you know what's funny? It's like going through the the more crappy movies we watch, other ones start going up in my book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty incredible. So all right, well there you have it. Uh, I round two starts on starts this week. All right, so let's jump. Let's get through uh, Trapdoor stuff. Moving on to that. Uh, this was released October 11th of 2011. Uh, it is found on Amazon. Uh, for me, I, if you have Prime, it was free for me. But for some reason, Aaron had issues with this. So. That's the only place you can find it, too. I mean, this place, like we were saying, it should be locked away. It's only on Amazon. Any place I could find it. Um, it's written and directed by Kennedy Goldsby, uh, who is an African-American uh, screenwriter, director. Uh, he produces this movie with his brother, um, I forget his brother's name, but obviously it's something Goldsby. And uh, so that's why another reason why we're doing this is we're closing out our uh, Black History Month of February. Uh, the, it's edited by a man named Eric Chase. Now, I he he did this movie and another movie called If I Tell You, I Have to Kill You, which was also written and directed by Kennedy Goldsby and stars half of this same cast. I'm not watching it. No. <laughs> um, and the only I bring, I've never brought up an editor before in the first. Of the, only, this is the only time I bring up the same is because this guy. I'm sorry, Eric Chase, but I don't know if it's what you had to work with, or if you need to go back to editing school. Probably some of the worst editing because the editing in this is atrocious. holy shit, atrocious with a, a bold capital, 300 lines, and exclamation point behind it. Right. Uh, it has a runtime of 90 minutes, and so which is 90 minutes too long. Right. Uh, but the thing that boggles my mind about this is the cast they actually got like name recognizable people to be in this movie i don't know how neither do i it they have okay um first of all the main cover get uh, that attraction is uh tommy lister tiny aka zeus aka guy from uh friday everybody knows him um, Debo, yeah Debo. he plays the guy named jomo but you don't doesn't fucking matter um but the other interesting facts are that uh, they, it has Abba Babatunde, who is an African-American actor who's very recognizable. Like, he, he might not be a, a name, but he's one person. I'm like, oh, I've seen that guy in a lot of other things. And my research. He's a character actor. Yeah. But he's actually won an Emmy. <laughs> this guy's won. He won a daytime Emmy. He was also nominated for Cable Ace Awards, Image Awards, Black Reel Awards. He's got over 190 credits to his name. He's a legit actor, and he somehow that he's in this movie. Man, maybe they just got a great like budget, you know? And it's like, yeah, sure, I'll do that piece of shit. Why not? And the uh, the only other uh, he's only in the movie for like what a combined Grant, Grant, running time. He's he's not in yeah. the movie that much, but the fact that he's in the movie, an Emmy winner, an M- Emmy winner is actually in this movie. Hey, Blows my mind. People gotta eat. Um, the only other people worth I'll mention are uh. Chico Bennyman, who plays uh, the guy I call Black Bruce, uh, he's got 30 credits. He was nominated three times for Image Awards for Outstanding Supporting Actor, and he's awful in this movie. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. awful. 
Great hairline, though. Oh, he do- that is a tight hairline. That is sharp. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the guy who plays hip, the guy I referred to later as, as uh, scrawny hipster Rick, he played Spike Skullovich on Power Rangers Samurai <laughs> for a long time. All right. And the, the last person I'll mention is the narrator. Uh, everybody should know is Keith David. Yeah. Keith David yeah. narrates yeah. this movie. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> Holy shit. That's crazy. You would think it yeah. would be so much better. Like, I, I imagine he was like, he never even saw him. He's like, in a sound studio, just read, just read this and we'll put it in later. He's like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, the only way I can explain this. He's he's done, like, visa commercials. He's done tons of commercials. Everything. Yeah, everybody knows. Tons, vo- tons of commercials, tons of, like, ads, voiceover stuff. And my favorite thing that he was in was in Men at Work. He was in uh, Men at Work starring Charlie Sheen and Emilio the garbage, the, uh, And, uh, yeah, he's the guy. That, he's Lewis. He's the supervisor. And my favorite line, and I used to say this all the time when people used to try and grab my fries, is Emilio Estevez reaches for his fries. He grabs his hand and squeezes it real and goes, never touch another man's fries. <laughs> and I was like, yes. <laughs> to me, he's most memorable. And to a lot of men, any uh, video g- gamers out there who, who listen, uh, he's the voice of Captain slash Admiral Anderson in the Mass Effect series, which is an amazing uh, video game trilogy. Um, so, all right, so we got the house cleaning taken care of. Let's uh, let's jump into this giant oh. pile of uh, horse shit. Okay, if we're gonna jump in, man, I am going to do a back somersault reverse <laughs> twist because I've got to do something graceful before we land into this absolutely abysmal. Yeah, because what there is no grace once this Man, thing starts. This thing's awful. Um, so the movie. Opens in the year 1931 during a magician's show in some theater, and his pretty assistant and he apparently has two assistants. He has a female and a male and assistant. A yeah, with a, with a fake mustache. Yeah, um, and they're talking about how they're planning to kill the magician who is married to the female assistant. So, and, and mind you, this is 1931. He's African American. She's Caucasian. Yeah, which so, that's a stretch right there yeah i'm just kind of like Whoa, you know you're, you're kind of kind of going for this is also during the time of the great depression i don't know how many ma- you know magical acts were going on that's at, a good point too time so it was just kind of like it just kind of threw me off i mean i've got no problem with a black magician or anything like that but it's just the time setting i was like i just uh, want to talk all that real quick i was gonna be up later but this is like the first i think and only time i've ever seen a black magician ever hmm. in movie and in real life <laughs> Like I'm friends with a magician, like Justin Wilman is yeah, a good friend yeah. of mine. He's, he's been magi- on the show, best guest of the show, uh, but, friend of the show, and he's very successful. I don't know of any magician. I can't name like any magicians. Uh, that David black. Blaine, duh. Is he black? Yes. Okay. <laughs> is he really even a magician though, or is he just? Well, he's like a, yeah. to me, he's like a stunt guy. He's like I'll just sit in his box for four weeks. That's not no, magic. That's he, just he does all kinds of card stuff. All right, he does street magic. Yeah, David Blaine. All right, there black you go. Black magician. There you go. Roasted. Roasted. Okay. <laughs> So basically, the wife starts getting cold feet, and the hipster assistant starts telling her that it's too late to back out now. The plan's already in motion. And, and it's really funny because they're arguing back and forth. She slaps him, and then he grabs her face and starts making out with Yeah. Him. You're like, nope. Yeah, nope. You're not going to slap me and get away with it. I'm going to kiss I'm gonna you. I'm going to kiss you. I'm going to kiss rape you right now. <laughs> and uh, so basically, fact, yeah, they're having an affair behind the magician's oh, yeah, back. We can also talk about how it started, too, with Zeus just standing there with a giant hammer yeah. laughing. Yeah. Just laughing? Yeah, tiny Lister Zeus. The first three move- minutes of this movie are insane. <laughs> People are arguing, slapping each other, making out. There's like these weird like fades of this black actor, or probably black magician with his 
with his cape kind of swirling around. During and then fl- it, uh, flourishes or whatever. Yeah, clashes it or something like that. Flashes and yeah. just like, ooh, magic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and he's got a top hat on. And then it cuts to like Zeus standing there in a black robe with a giant hammer. Yeah. Just going, ha ha ha. He ha, looks ha, like ha, he should ha, be like like the, an executioner somewhere. Just these big black robes yeah. without the, the, and the mask. He's just this big wooden it's, mallet. Right. It's so weird. Yeah. And the whole point of Zeus's character. Jomo in this movie is almost point like he's really, make any sense. there's no reason for him to really even be Doesn't in this make movie. Any sense? Um. So anyway, the plan to kill the magician is this: they plan on killing him during one of his tricks to make it look like the trick went wrong, his, so his death would look like an accident. It's an escape. It's an, he's an escape artist. Yeah, he's trick. Yeah, yeah, this it's an escape trick. Um, the magician Mesmer is his name is chained and placed inside a wooden coffin. The lid is then nailed shut. And the coffin set on fire. Um, and this is all happening from a live audience. And uh, so during this, this is where Keith David starts narrating. And I was, I just wrote down, I am shit, shit shocked that they got this guy for this right. movie. Um, once everyone realizes the trick has gone wrong, people start to panic. The male assistant kicks over the water bucket, act, you know, on purpose, but quotes, to make yeah. it look accidental. Air quotes, kicked over. Accidentally yeah. kicked it over. Because yeah. uh, Zeus now, he's like, get, he's going ape shit. He's trying to get the guy out. And he's trying to bash the coffin open with the hammer. It's not a bad idea. Um, and this, it, he gets burned in the face from the fires. So he gets, so he gets burnt in the face. Um, the wife just stands there screaming for someone to help. While yell, me, uh, Mesmer... Yells out, I know what you've done. I'll get you for this as he burns to death. And we jump to the present day. So 2011. Yeah, present day. So it's 80 years later. Yeah. 80 years later. Okay, let's just remember that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> blonde, uh, so Blondie, we see this blonde girl. We don't even know her name. It's just, Blondie, she gets a call from some and other this, girl. This is another thing. In this, this like, just kind of like Hollow Two, a lot of characters and nobody's names. Like we don't, I don't, I don't yeah, I didn't get anybody. Oh, I, I, I got them, but I, <laughs> it's real late my game. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it basically opens up with a montage between Blondie getting ready in a mirror and then these two guys driving around in a car. Yeah, and the uh, Blondie gets a call from some other girls and. It, they learned that they got. They both got the same text message, invite him to a killer party from an unknown person. So of course, where they they're gonna go? We're gonna go because of course sure. it's mystery text. We're gonna yeah. go. And it's really funny when Blondie's talking on the phone to the other girl that's going to the party. Like Blondie's doing her makeup in like a stage mirror. Yeah, you know, it's got like it looks like she's getting ready to like be. She looks like she might be an actress or in theater. And then it cuts over to the girl she's talking to, who's. Got a vase of red roses, and she's twirling one around in her hand, while in the background there's, like, several phones ringing and babies crying. <laughs> Where the fuck is she? Holy shit, I Where missed that. Where does she work? I did not see that. What is happening? I'm just, I'm like, what? Okay, hold on. She's just sitting at this desk. It looks like she's in some sort of office, but there's just there's phones ringing in the background. Tons of phones. Like it sounds like no one's answering the phone. There's like three or four phones ringing and babies crying. <laughs> what is going on? Where do you work? Do you have baby labor? You know. What I mean? Well, if it's the girl, I think it is. Uh, well, two of the women in here seem kind of Hispanic, so maybe there's Catholic. Those are just her kids in the background. Oh, sh- 
But dude, it's it's bonkers. Yeah. It. So we got to um, the guys in the car get the exact same text message too. Yeah. There's two. There's a. It's th- black black yeah. Bruce and scrawny hipster Rick. Yeah. Um. So we cut to his old white house, and it's a beautiful house on the outside. It's really cool looking. Kind of looks some. I would. Say, you don't know where this takes place, but I don't know for one reason. I just think it's like in New Orleans for some reason. That house just seems like it might be down there. I was guessing L.A. because everything's in L.A. That's, yeah. Um, and so there's some other black guy inside the house on the phone telling his dogs to get everyone down yeah, this, this house because it really has weird. artifacts and shit. And this is <laughs> Artifacts and shit. It's got artifacts and shit. So this is where it gets really shitty with the editing. So we already had the – okay, so we've established that there's two girls that are going to this party. And there's two guys going to this party. Mm-hmm. But then all of a sudden, shitloads of other people start showing up. But this, yeah. yeah, this guy's walking around. He's got a suit on. He's like, man, tell everybody get over here. This party's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. Woo, man, check out all these artifacts and shit. Yeah. And then <laughs> Zeus shows up. Yeah. Zeus! Zeus is here. Yeah. 80 years later. Yep. And looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. Except his uh, side the, of his face is burnt. Right side's all burnt up. Yeah, and he, he Zeus shows up, and this freaks out the other black guy, and he... Runs out to the same like, nope, that ain't no party, and just that's it. You never see him again. Takes off. Well, uh, then we get like a montage of people arriving. Yeah, yeah, and they, they it's like Noah's Ark. They come in two by two, uh, and the second couple that approaches, they get stopped by Zeus too, and they see him and they just turn and they, flee. They take off. They take off running like they're scared. Yep, never see him again. So, but then there's other people that show up at the party, and other people are fine at the party, having a good time and everything. Um, but then there's other people that Zeus is like. It's it's weird because it's like the, it's still within the first like five seven minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It people is. are walking around and Zeus comes out, grabs a couple by each each hand, grabs them by the head. Yeah, right. <laughs> lifts them off the ground and yeah. starts like shaking them. And he, I'm he's like, palming them like their heads are basketballs. Right. And yeah, off the ground and he shakes them and then throws them like. And I was at first I'm like, are we jumping into kills already? Holy shit, what's going on? Because it, it gave like the music like, yeah, you know like. You're gonna fucking die, <laughs> you know. He's holding them and he just drops them, and they're like, "Let's get the fuck out!" So they run well, up. Yeah, so, rightfully. So basically, right off the bat, Zeus is weeding certain people out. Yeah, he's he's certain people can stay. Like you're not on the guest list. Get right, out. Right, <laughs> but he's weeding certain people out. That's the that's kind of what I got. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and that's that's the sense that it's given. I got that too. Um, let's let's talk about this burn on his face real quick before we go on. Now, to me. It looks like they just smeared like peanut butter on his face and called yeah. it a day. Yeah, I, it's, they give like it's really a shitty burn effect. I I, I just thought it was like heavy Vaseline. Yeah, it's yeah. bad. Mm-hmm. It's really bad. Which wouldn't be so bad if they didn't keep like close showing up on it all. Yeah, but some, they, every time you see it, it's like such a close up of it. It's like from a distance maybe it works, but that close it it looks shittier and shittier. Um, so the black guy, Black Bruce, and this other guy in white plaid shirt, black jacket. They get into an so altercation over the food spread. Over a cut, a cold cut. Yeah, particularly the meat tray. So there's, there's sh- like the parties. So someone's put out a, a shitty spread of food. Zeus, I guess. Zeus. Yes. <laughs> Zeus put out a great spread of food, like veggie tray, a Char- fruit some tray. charcuterie, maybe. Yeah, a charcuterie <laughs> plate. And you know, there's, there's these cold cuts. So. Black Bruce and I, I don't know what you want I don't to call know his name. I, I just call him plat I just call him white guy in plaid shirt. I just call him the Jew kid, the Jewish kid. <laughs> Jewy. And so and they're both fork the last turkey cold cut. Yeah. 
There's plenty of ham. There's plenty of roast beef. But that turkey. Mm, mm-hmm. mm. Them's fighting words. Yeah, it is. Because they both stab it at the same time. And because I guess this turkey is fucking fantastic, this leads to them getting like nose to nose ready to rumble. Yeah. They even decide they're going to go fight outside. Yeah. They're like, let's take this outside. Like, yeah, I think we should. And then the, the blonde girl who was uh, earlier put on her makeup, yeah. she, she's like, fight, fight, yeah. fight. She's fucking pumped. It's like she's like a UFC meet. Yeah, yeah she is. You know? she... <laughs> she's ready to see some action. Um, and so they try to go outside, and this is where they find out that the doors are just now are all locked, and they're trapped inside the house. Um, so back at the food spread, Blondie sees, I just call a sexy hunk guy with deep V, uh, and, and we gotta stuff. get a better name for that guy. <laughs> um, and with his girlfriend, and she walks in, and Blondie immediately tells her other friend that she's gonna do him. Yeah. Like, so, like, his girlfriend's saying right there, he walks in like, I'm gonna do him. That's immediate first thing she says. Right off the bat. Um, so another girl in a blue dress or blue top shows up, Blondie walks off. Uh, screaming is heard off screen, but it's just Blondie screaming at the now locked doors, yeah, which this, have already this, been established are locked. This doesn't make any sense. They've already established that the doors that they're locked in. And you know, she's talking about how she's gonna do this guy. Mm-hmm. She walks off and then immediately starts screaming. And we're talking screaming like she's being fucking murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Like gutted. Exactly. Screaming. And she runs and then they're just everyone just stands around and watches this girl freak the fuck out, pulling on the door handle like ah! I mean, it's it's ear piercing screen. It's yeah, um, and even again, they all try to take turns opening the door. Even though, again, they've already noticed they've just tried to do this like two seconds earlier. Um, so they start checking other doors and find that several other doors are locked too. Uh, Black Bruce doesn't seem to care at all since they are locked in with fine girls, food, and kicking music. So yeah, this is the stupid part too: is that when they're showing them walking throughout the house. Trying to find another door. This is where the editing just gets absolute dog shit. Oh, it's so bad. It's so bad because you'll see like four or five people together, and then the next scene, it's two like, people are with other people. Mm-hmm. You know, they they there's never there's no continuity. Never no. there's never any. They're upstairs. They're downstairs. They're outside. They don't, they're not outside, but I mean, yeah. they're all over the place. And there's never ever ever there's one, nothing that links it to one together. stitch of continuity. Nothing that stitches it together. It's just garbage. It's pure garbage. It's 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 like, it's like he closed his eyes and just started pushing, pushing buttons, buttons to edit. You know. <laughs> oh god! I always I would I like to think that's what they did. Like yeah. I, if that's what they did, I'm like, all right, cool, that's fine. <laughs> it's artistic, guys. It's artistic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so more again, more screaming is heard, and this time it's girl in blue dress screaming at the sight of a decaying skeleton that just happened to pop up in the hallway. Yeah, so they find this this de- start screaming again, decaying it's it's an, it's a pretty fucking old skeleton. Yeah. It looks like it's been what? 5 years. It's got a little bit of flesh on it still. So yeah, it, it's meaty. It is like it's more red than yeah. like the grayish white yeah. of its bone, but it's I don't know. It, it it's just propped up against the stairs in and the then, hallway. And guess who shows up? Everyone starts. She run. Everybody runs in to see what's going on. They start yelling, and from pretty much from this point on, this movie is pretty much nonstop yelling from here on out. Everyone's just yelling. Everybody's yelling on top of each other. Hardly anybody speaks a line. It's just yell or yell, and who can get yell louder? And the sound quality is. I mean, they they don't do anything to buffer no. the sound or anything. So 
it's bouncing off a hardwood floor. You hear heels clanking, you know, when they're walking around. So it's just chaos. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a, it's 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 raping my ear. Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's a good that's uh that's a pretty good way to explain it. So yeah, Zeus uh, slash Jomo, he shows up. He shows up. up. Yeah, he's he like, shows hey. up. He's like, hey, I'm here. And now I don't know, sexy hunk with V neck guy. He he's like, oh, this can't be real because there's no smell. The, ske- the, the skeleton doesn't smell. And so he's like, oh, okay then. And they just leave. And everyone just laughs like, ha, ha, ha. Oh, and particularly Black Bruce. He's laughing at everyone who was scared. He's like, ah, you guys are idiots. You're losers. You were scared. I wasn't scared. So yeah, everyone just kind of like, ah, guess it was fake. Hey, no no one no one asks Zeus, how do we get out of here? Can you open the door? Can you please let us leave? No. What's going on? They just can't like ignore him. Yeah. Like he, he shows up, does some weird shit, and, and walks away. And he's like away, the and, host. And like, nobody's like. Hey, maybe we should go find this guy and see what's going yeah, on. He's like, yeah, eh, whatever. No, no. So no. Ugh. Bruce, Black Bruce is pretty much just in a giant. He's a gigantic ass throughout is this his whole name movie. Bruce? Yeah, his name is Bruce. Let's just call him Bruce. Uh, I call him Black Bruce. I don't know. Cause I like the the bees, the BB sound back to back. I don't know. Um, That's racist, Mark. All right, fine, Bruce. What's <laughs> uh, <laughs> his name? <laughs> all right, all right. I'm sorry. for was I apologize. Um, Bruce is black, by the way. He okay. is an ass in this He's movie. An he is. He tries way too hard to be Mister Cool, Mister. I'm not scared of anything. I'm always. I got my shit tight. You know. I'm. Black. Oh, it's we never must... ending. All right. Uh, anyway, Zeus picks up the skeleton and walks away. That's it. He just picks it up and walks away. Yeah. Um. Time passes. Blondie, uh, sexy hunk with V-neck, and his girlfriend are wandering around looking for cell phone reception. And she's screaming. She's screaming. The whole time. Well, a noose kind of falls from the ceiling and, like, brushes up against her shoulder, and she starts screaming bloody murder. But, I mean, she, if she's not screaming, then she's yelling. Yeah. Because she's walking around trying to find reception in the house going, This isn't fucking working! Yeah. Ah! She's just yelling. If yeah. she's not screaming, she's yelling. Exactly. And... But nothing happens here. More time passes. Bruce and ridiculously scrawny hipster and three girls, they're walking out a hallway. One's like, hey, I think I hear something from coming in the bedrooms. So they creep towards the door, which suddenly slams shut right in front of them. And again, nothing happens because the editing is so she It cuts immediately cuts away to a uh, sexy guy in V-neck, his girlfriend Blondie. Who is again, like you said, is going yeah. on a raging cursing yeah. rant just mm-hmm. about her phone. And she then just disappears, just vanishes somehow, leaving sexy guy and his girl behind and his girlfriend. Uh the two of them are checking up like the checking out the boarded up windows, see if they can try to pry them loose or something. And for some now the room begins to fill with fog. Yeah. And there's what's the response to this? Well, uh. it's certainly not panic, fear, or even to say what the hell is going on or happening here. It's no, we're gonna spin in circles while it completely fills with fog. Yeah. So they're just kinda standing there like Huh? Mm. While they spin around. Mm. The girl says, sure Hey it's foggy. The girl's like, Hey, you're hurting my hand. And he's like, uh, I'm not holding your hand. Uh oh, something might happen. <gasps> no! Because no! instead of something actually happening, it cuts away again to another character that's just wandering around the house alone. And what? Why'd you do yeah, that? Why? Yeah, why? And then the very next, so like, that's like two seconds. Like, from there, there's somebody wandering around the house, right back to sexy guy and his girl, and they act like the fog never and the happened. mystery of hand holding never happened. Yeah. They don't even talk about it. They don't no, mention, mention it. it. Like, hey guys, a bunch of fog just filled yeah. up the room. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. That's like, 
I'd be like, oh, sh something serious is wrong, guys. This is filled up with fog. Um, so we're skipping to everyone back together by the front door. Bruce says... Yeah, they go back to the door again. Yeah, well, Bruce said, hey, he got the door open. He's like, I got it open. and But when he tries to open it again, now it's locked. And when they finally do get it open, it's no longer the front door. But on the other side is an old shitty bathroom that has a dead, bloody, and naked woman tied to a chair and a bunch of rats on the floor, except for the one that is conveniently placed right in her crotch to hide her vag. <laughs> and they didn't, like, they certainly didn't get real rats for this because they yeah, we should We should do a hashtag for that vag rat. Vag rat. <laughs> hashtag vag rat. Vag rat. <laughs> um, so the rats are these, like, these really cheap plastic ones you can see, like, at, any, yeah. at Halloween time. They're just, yeah. They don't move. Just rubber, rubber rats. I think like one or two of them move, but you can tell they're fa like they CG'd in really badly rats moving. I I don't think they can afford CG. Um, but if I I paused the movie on the shot to taking my notes, and it's weird looking. Like when you pause the movie, something like okay, so no big deal. But when I paused it on this frame, everything about it looked off. Like it looked fake. Nothing looked quite right. It looked like a drawing. Yeah, it looked like it was like maybe like. They had the bathroom. They shot the bathroom, and then they went back and like photoshopped in like the naked girl and the the puddle of blood. Like everything looked like it was yeah. layered or something. It, it didn't look it right. Looked, it looked like a drawing to me for some reason because I I didn't watch it multiple times and I didn't pause shit. In fact, I fast forward a lot of it. I just <laughs> I uh, I was watching it and I'm just like that kind of looks like a painting or a drawing. Yeah, or it something. doesn't yeah. look right. I, I agree. Yeah. Um. So more screaming, freaking out occurs. So, and I find this interesting also that everyone sees this, but no one goes in to like check on her or check it. Or You're right. They don't. It's like, on. holy shit, is she alive? Is she dead? They just, just. I didn't even think about that because it's. I'm so bamboozled about how shitty this movie is in other aspects. So they see this dead girl or this girl. At least either she. You, you don't know until you check her. Mm -hmm. You know. She doesn't have any definitive wounds that would say she's dead. Not no. like, you know, gunshot or a stab wound or anything like that. She's, no. She's bloody. She's bloody. Tied up. No one goes in to check on You're her. You're right. No one, go, no one even, like, steps, even crosses the, the threshold, threshold to a, even, like, think about checking. That's totally they, they close the fucking door. No, no. I didn't even <laughs> think. I totally glossed over that fact, but you're totally right. <laughs> so, more time passes here. And, and that's a very interesting thing. Time passing. Time Ugh. And so, at this point, we finally learned that sexy guy with V-neck, his name is Dean. And Dean's got, like, the perfect smile stubble and five-click shadow, the long hair. He's got the piercing blue eyes. He's supposed to be the dreamboat, I guess. With this. Marshall, you better fan yourself off, buddy. Um, so, the show that time is passing, shots of sand falling through an hourglass are shown. For uh, about five minutes. Yeah, it was a it was ridiculous. There was nothing going on for like five minutes. It was just scenes of them walking around, trying to look for stuff. Yeah, you know the hourglass tipping. Like they even turn it That's, over. I was just about to bring that. Like, yeah, they, when it drains from the top, they just or you see a hand reach out, flip it over, and start it over again. And I put down like I don't get this. Yeah, and there's people falling asleep like, because sitting in chairs well, and sitting the, on couches. Like, I want to talk about the hourglass real quick <sighs> because. I don't mind the idea of it because, you know, the idea of this hourglass is, oh, when when the final sand falls, mm -hmm. something is like ominous, doom's coming, something's going to happen. Yeah, just but like when the this... Goblin King's going to keep your baby. Yeah, <laughs> there you go, exactly. So well, David Bowie throwback. So, but when the final sand drops and a hand just reaches out and flips it over, I don't see what the, it just completely 
loses the whole Effect. sense of suspense or impending doom if you're just going to... It's like, no, we're just no, going to keep this gonna, shit we're going. We're just going to flip it right back over and start it over again. Um, But yeah, and which this brings us back to where you were. People are just lounge around. They're doing nothing. So they saw a dead body. They're trapped. And they're just like, you know, fuck it. I need to take five. So, I need to lay down. Yeah, there's like dozing off. Yeah, Blondie is off banging on doors again while everybody else is doing nothing. Everyone else is like laying around and she's banging on shit. Like, yeah. I just like, she and can't keep her, her shit together. Again, they show the hourglass empty and some woman flip it over again. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm dead serious now. It has not been two minutes since we first saw the hourglass flip over the first time. What's the hell of now? They're just flipping it over. Kind of, like, how does that drain that fast? Like, I don't understand this whole gimmick they're doing is just ruined now for me. Um, so Dean and his chick are lying on a bed somewhere. I think I'm assuming it's upstairs, um, with Blondie on the floor next to the bed, and in the room with the fireplace, which I guess is supposed to be the living room on the first floor. We have guy in plaid shirt and black jacket. He's sleeping on the floor in front of the fireplace. Guy in t-shirt and vest, he's now got a brown jacket on. He's sitting in a chair while the Amazon, Hispanic Amazon chick is on the couch. She's along. big. She's she's the biggest person in this movie. Yeah, her tits must be about the size of, like, regulation basketballs. Yeah. I mean, they're huge. And she talks with that bad accent. She, yeah, she can barely speak English in this movie. And when she screams, it's just, ah! Oh, she's oh. the she may be the worst well, in this movie. Well, there's two, there's two Hispanic guys. There are, yeah. One's all, one, she's the one who can't speak English. The other one's like all like Shaquille, like uh, uh-uh. uh. She's got the she's the at the saucy attitude. Hispanic. Yeah, but she's overshadowed by giant basketball tits. Okay. Yeah. Always. I'm just I just call her the, the Amazon, the Hispanic yeah. Amazon. She's mm-hmm. huge. Uh, and bl- so Amazon, other Hispanic, and I just call her other girl, <laughs> and the girl in blue top are all on the couch. Just half asleep doing again, nothing. Sorry, there's no names. There's no other way. It's just, there, we, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, so scrawny hipster and Bruce, they're not seen here in this room. We don't know where they are. As the guy in vest goes off by himself to take a piss. Uh, so while he's pissing, the lights flicker and the medicine cabinet door slams shut, causing him to spin around and pee on the floor. And when he looks down, that he he knows that he's been peeing blood. Yeah. And. I don't know that like, this guy has no aim whatsoever because there's more blood pee on the floor and on the toilet seat than actually in the toilet, which I thought was like, this guy can't aim. And wouldn't I be, I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm pissing blood. Yeah, and there, there's just no excuse for bad aim, though. I mean, come on. Well, he has no. He doesn't seem too concerned about it. No. It's like, that's an incredible medical condition. You need to go get checked out. And that's out a right lot away. of blood, too. It's yeah. not like a little bit. It's Your like kidneys just. kidneys are fucked. Yeah. Go get checked out. It's just know? pure blood. And so suddenly the room is filled with red light for some unknown reason. Um. Which goes away as soon as he opens another door that leads to a room with a guillotine in it. Yeah. For some reason. There happens to be a guillotine in this room. And I'm like, I don't understand what the point of the red light was. Uh, like he ne- the guy doesn't even react to red light. Like, holy shit, why did this go red? So I don't know what why they do the red light. Are they trying... Is like that is that something that's just for the audience to see? Like, do the characters does that not really happen to them? Like, I don't know. I got what, a theory when we get to it later. Okay. <clears throat> um. So what does he do with this guillotine? Why he puts his head in it? Of course. Sure. You you see, just, I just put my head right into this yeah, thing. Yeah, you see a flimsy old guillotine that you don't know how sensitive it is. Yeah. Go ahead and put your head in. Stick it. your head on in there. Yeah, with no one else around. No, exactly. And he sees a skull with one eyeball still in it in yeah. the head 
catching basket underneath him. Yeah. He screams, uh, and he the, he's once again cast in red light after, as he screams, and it cuts to him sitting in the chair back in the room at the fireplace. So, so it was a dream. Yeah, that's exactly. What I'm like, okay, so what's the point? Yeah, was it, I was thinking, I was like, okay, was that a was that a dream? All right, and it, the characters are so not established. They're so. <laughs> Not established whatsoever. That actually rewound to find to try and like, is this a different person? Is this the same guy? Because they don't establish their characters no. at all. Nobody has personality in this, there, except for Bruce, who's just a fucking asshole. A Mister tries to be Mister Cool, but just comes off as a complete dick to everybody. And everyone else is the same. Everybody else is the same. Everybody just yells and yells. The only ones that I would somewhat <clears throat> establish that might have some kind of personality are maybe Blondie a little bit. And she's just a bitch. And yeah, she's a bitch. And then the only one who stands out is Dean, sexy Dean's girlfriend. And she just stands out because she's so bland and dry compared to everybody else who is bland and dry. But the only reason I say is because she's like the one who doesn't seem to yell. She's the most. Quiet. She's like the she, she's the one who yells the least. Right. So it who's, makes her who's stand that out. Quiet girl over there. Yeah. Um. She's also got big boobies. She does have big boobs. And, uh, so we, again, guy in vest who just was, in the, he gets up and goes right back to the room with the right. guillotine. He goes in. right back to it. Or this so. time, everyone else is with him. Everyone's fouled him. And Bruce continues to be just an asshole to everyone, but he's like, oh, this is fake. You're all stupid. Yeah. So basically Bruce is totally convinced <clears throat> that this is a themed party, murder mystery, kind of whodunit kind of thing. Or and, like, yeah, just yeah. an all big prank or something. Yeah. And so nothing happens with this guillotine. Nothing at all. No, they just sit around and yell at each other yeah. about it. Um, so we go back to Dean and his girl and Blondie. Um, Blondie is like silently flirting with Dean. Like they're in the bedroom because she's like laying on the bed and she's like fingering herself dude, underneath her blanket. Dude, this this scene and is... And then smells her fingers. This... <laughs> yes. This scene... Is ridiculous. So <laughs> we found a murdered body. Yeah. Find a guillotine. Things are happening. What do we do? Let's go take a fucking nap. Yeah. <laughs> so you got Blondie laying yeah. on the floor, sexy V neck, and sexy V neck's girlfriend in yeah. bed. And sexy V neck's girlfriend is out cold. Yeah, she's, she's out. asleep. She's, she's... Sound sleep, but sexy dude keeps looking over at Blondie, who's apparently she's got she's like got a sleeping bag out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's a sleeping bag or just blankets. Like I think thick, it's a big nice blanket. It's like a comforter. It's yeah. like a great comforter. And she, you know, she's looking at him. They're looking at each other, and she's kind of you can kind of tell she's kind of like diddling herself underneath. Pulls her hand out, two fingers, and just does this slow sniff while yeah. she's running her fingers under. I'm like, ew! <laughs> I don't think that's very sexy. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> But, but this, it works. This gets the blood boiling of Mr. Sexy. Because so he takes the bait. He and, goes over and starts banging her right next to, I mean, directly. I mean, we're talking like he just has to reach up Less a foot. There's less than a foot. Uh, you could, yeah, arm's length away, literally. An less arm's length away. Less than arm's length away. And he's pounding Blondie. I mean, this is fucking ballsy. I mean, that is serious ballsiness Holy to do that. Holy God. So and so, this is an interesting thing too. Is that when he gets up and he's banging Blondie, his girlfriend's phone falls out and hits the ground. Yeah. And 
Come back. Yeah, that later. comes back. But uh, yeah, it's so what happened with that is so impossible. It's it's ridiculous. Ugh. But so we return to the room with the fireplace and the group finds blood on the floor. Um everyone Bruce, freaks Bruce out. Bruce slips in it, yeah. Yeah, Bruce slips in. Everyone's freaking out. Uh hipster pulls this mover's blanket that's on the couch back to reveal a pool of blood on the couch curse cushion and more freaking out more yelling bruce Scream, thinks it's, it's everything this is fake this you, is fake you can't make out what's happening because everyone's just screaming yeah at each other like yelling at, like arguing over nothing yeah and bruce like oh it's fake i'll even taste he tastes the blood saying oh it's fake it's got it's got or it's animal's blood, animal's blood. But either way, that's still pretty fucking gross. So that's some animal's blood. He's like, hey, let me just lick that. It's dis- fucking disgusting. Um, so, however, girl in blue top is now gone. And guy in plaid shirt backs up and trips over a giant black wooden coffin that somehow magically appeared in this room. All of a sudden, it magically appeared. And I, how do they not fucking see it when they first enter the room before they even saw the blood? It's right in front of them when they would have run in. And the coffin has a bell attached to it. So it's the type of bell that's designed so if you're inside the coffin and you are buried alive, you can ring the bell. You yeah. can pull on the string and a bell try, Yeah, that's what they explain. It's like for when people were freaking out about being buried alive, uh, they would. I guess this is the real thing. They had a bell that stuck up above the ground. The person inside could ring it. to. And it, yeah. So, Which is true. They've had those. Yeah. Um, during some really shitty dialogue that we learned that the girl in blue top her name is Kendra, so we de- now we have two. We have three names. We've heard at least. Um, Bruce accuses Guy and Plaid of being involved in this somehow. He's like you're behind this Hispanic Amazon. She chimes in with more awful acting and Spanglish. I mean, just awful English. It's not, she just can't. She's got such a thick accent. It just sounds horrible. And at, right before the Guy and Plaid tries to punch Bruce, but misses and knocks out Scrawny Hipster. Just Who is Bruce's friend. Yeah. Basically. And they all hear start hearing a soft knocking noise, and other girl says that Hipster's not moving. I'm like, well, no shit, bitch. He's not cold. Of course he's not moving. <laughs> Everyone can see he's not moving. That doesn't need to be said. Now, it's different. It's like, oh, he's not breathing, or he doesn't have a pulse. Right. But you, anybody knocked unconscious, they're not going to move. It's just fucking retarded right so bruce is checking on hipster rick now we learn his name's rick this is where hipster mm-hmm. we learned rick's name and this is when the bell in the coffin starts ringing and that brings rick to life yeah <laughs> rick wakes the fuck up yeah he does ringing. um so everyone all of a sudden just like goes <gasps> the bell's ringing there's somebody in the yeah. coffin so they're freaking out they're frantically panicking and, and they're trying to open this coffin bruce and rick run off into the kitchen look for something to open the coffin try with and pry the coffin up yeah it's like the same coffin that was used in the stunt. It's like it's like hammered shut with nails. Yeah. And we cut to Hispanic Amazon, who we learn her name now is Alexis. All right, man, we're getting there. we're getting somewhere. We're, getting, we're starting to get names now, saying that she can't take this and I can't leave take this anymore. and leave, even though That's she's right. the one who was so concerned. <laughs> excuse me about Kendra in the coffin in the first place. Like, oh, Kendra's missing. We we can't we can't leave without Kendra. Oh yeah, she also she was also saying, My friend is dead. Yeah. My friend is dead. And how, what how do you know your friend's dead? Exactly. Jesus. But now she's like, fuck it. I don't care about I'm her. Out I'm out. Here. I can't take this anymore. I'm 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 out. So 
hearing the commotion, Dean and Blondie come down the stairs, and eventually they all manage to get the lid open. And when they open the coffin, they see Kendra inside, and her legs have been cut off, like yeah. like mid thigh, just cut, gone above the knee, yeah. above the knee. Uh, Kendra, and she's just laying there, like, "What happened to me?" Yeah, she's like, "What happened?" She still shows no sign of pain, panic, or she's fear. Conscious. She's a little, con- she looks a little concerned, like, "What happened to me, guys?" Like, what how the hell did I get in yeah, here? What, yeah, what's going on? She sits up and she starts to get out of the coffin, but for some fucking reason, oh. they all close the lid on her. They slam her back down into the coffin. That doesn't make any sense. I know. Like, why would you do that? I don't get it. <laughs> and then they go, wait, wait, let's open it back up. Yeah. And so then they open it back, back up. up. <laughs> and now her legs are attached. She, yeah. And can, now her legs are but, fine. But this, now she screams. They open it yeah. back up and Kendra, now she's screaming. Not when she first opened it, but they open it a second. She's, and yeah, legs are totally fine. She stands up. She rambles on about a black man in her dream. And, again, Bruce just starts laughing at everyone for buying into this. He's like, you're all fucking idiots. You're stupid. You're, you know, yeah. he's just, whatever. He... So, Zeus, Jomo, he shows up again out of nowhere. <laughs> again, just shows he up. Just shows up. And everyone does start asking him questions now, which is like, how do we get out? What What's going on? And Zeus just ignores everything until someone asks about the coffin, which Zeus simply replies by saying, not mine. Yeah. That's it. Uh, so guy in plaid shirt, he steps up to Zeus like, oh, you better give me some demanding answers. Like, you better tell us how to get out of this house. And Zeus just grabs him by the neck, lifts him off the ground with one hand, and says, ask her. Referring to Kendra, and then just tosses him to the floor. Zeus then walks away, but drags the coffin behind him. Yeah. So he, he likes his, to take his props with him. Yeah. If it wasn't his, why is he taking it? Yeah. I don't. Obviously, it's yours, Zeus. Yeah. You're taking it with you, buddy. Come on, man. Uh, but wait, because it cuts to other girl upstairs alone when Zeus now emerges from a doorway with outstretched hands. I'm like, what? <laughs> we just literally saw him walking away with a coffin downstairs. Now he's coming out from a room upstairs at random other girl who just, for some reason, off by herself. This is why the editing, it just makes you like, holy shit, what is happening? It is awful. So Zeus stalks after her, but nothing happens again because it cuts to Dean's girlfriend sleeping in the bed. And then to a naked woman getting into a bathtub while Mesmer talks about his greatest feat, which is tricking death (laughs) itself out of its unwieldy power to steal time for all time for all his enemies. What What is happening? What? What? That's all I can say. This is just insane. Oh, so now we see separate ghostly images of Mesmer and his wife walking around the house. For like two minutes. Yeah. Very slowly. And for Mesmer descending the stairs. And for some reason, he has cobwebs hanging off of his ghost. Like, 
I've never seen a ghost with cobwebs. Why would a ghost have cobwebs? He's got a, he's got his top hat on. He's got he's his full like magician. He's got yeah. his cape, hat, yep. everything. He looks he looks dressed in nice. He's got cobwebs on him. His wife, who I'm guessing is the other girl, she's like in this nice dress like thing, old timey dress. No cobwebs on her. And she's they're walking around for like two minutes, and there's nothing. It's just they're just walking slowly. Yeah. So I know you may think two minutes isn't a long time. But it's a fucking long time it is. TV time. When you're trying to watch this, you're like, okay, what is, what's going to happen? Nope, they're just walking around. Yep. So screaming is heard while very quick shots of dismembered legs in a bloody bathtub are spliced in while the wife's ghost continues just to walk around. Now, Mesmer, his voiceover says, he needs a subject and you will be my subject yeah. as the camera shows Dean's girl asleep in the bed. Yeah. And it's now bathed in red light, too. Yeah. Uh, a very hard cut to the waking up and seeing, to her waking up, seeing Dean sitting on the edge of the bed. He's like, I did some a terrible thing. I didn't mean to. So it seems like Dean's about to fess up to bone and He just got, I just got carried away. Oh, but everything's okay. Everything he's saying is like in real, like. Real vague and strange, and if you've been in a relationship... But it sounds really serious, Yeah, though. if you've been in a relationship, you'd be like, tell me what the fuck's going on. You know, I mean, your, your spidey sense starts tingling, you know, but he's just like, that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Just Everything's cuddles okay. in her lap, and she's like, okay, baby. Yeah. Like, what? Exactly. Everything you just said should cause concern. <laughs> a lot of <Yeah>. concern. <laughs> uh, so, at this point, we learn that Blind's name is Suzanne, and Dean promises he will do whatever it takes to get them out of the house. He, and I would die. I will die to get you out. To get you out of this house. Yeah. Yeah. So he is really. He really packs it on pretty thick. Man. Yeah. So now, Dean's girlfriend picks up her cell phone, goes to take a piss while yes. peeing. She picks up the, when she picks up the cell phone off the floor, it's face down, mind you. Uh, was it? Screen, I thought it's regardless. Okay, it's screen down. Uh, while peeing, she starts watching a video on her phone, which is of Dean fucking Suzanne, and she starts to cry. And you want this is where you wanted to talk about the cell phone. So, so let's go into the this. The cell phone falls out when it fell out. Apparently, what it must have magically have done was to turn on the camera function, access the video app of the camera function, mm-hmm. and start recording mm-hmm. at an angle that was perfect enough to actually record. You know, sexy guy banging Blondie. And here's the other thing I didn't like. If you notice about the video footage of the camera, but that she's watching, it's from behind. It's it's from a top because yeah, well, yeah, like, Dean's yeah. on top and he's he's got this back tattoo. Which, yeah, so the camera so. is supposed to be on the floor. It would have been like straight on with their two heads, but this right. is actually this is definitely shot from yeah, above right. them. Right. So that's also fucked up. <laughs> Everything about that was just everything about awful. is wrong. Everything's wrong. So so all of a sudden. You know, Dean, that's his name, right? Yeah, Dean. Dean's girlfriend knows yeah. Dean banged Blondie less than a foot away while she slept. Exactly. Which is really fucked up. And so we jump downstairs to where everyone else is arguing over what time it is now. Now they're arguing over the time. Oh. And Alex, or Alexis, the Amazon, brings up her missing friend, which is the one we saw Zeus chase I down the hallway. I my friend, guys. Um, the house begins to shake for now, and what the sounds are like hammering are heard. Yeah, like Zeus is hammer time. Yeah, and <laughs> it's so loud. It's like they're acting like it's 
black canaries canary cry or banshees scream because they're yeah. all covering their ears and like oh god it's so painful and it starts up again and shots of the wooden mouth hammering nails in the like three or four times yeah um and once it stops again everybody starts arguing with each other over who fucking cares at this point it was it was you didn't cover your ears yeah what's, what's wrong with you what you know something <laughs> yeah <laughs> So suddenly Dean and Hipster Rick are in some whole other room looking through old boxes and finding pictures of Mesmer and his wife. And plaid shirt and guy in vest, they're up in the attic. Now, I have a big problem with this accent because they're standing right in front of a window that is clearly not boarded up because it is just sunlight is flooding into the room. Buckets of lighter. That's exactly what I was about to say. Which they never acknowledge this, nor do they try to open this window to escape or signal for help. And I'm also pretty, I'm pretty sure that's the one thing everyone has been screaming about. How do we get Get out? out, out, But they do nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking daylight. Yes. All of a sudden, when it's been established this whole time, it's supposed to be at night. Sunlight is pouring in. Yeah. I mean, they don't even need Light it lights the set. I mean, it lights up the entire attic. Yeah. I was like, holy! I, this blew my mind. How did they let this slip? Like, how do you not like, Hello. take yeah. measures to prevent that? I don't. So anyway, Kendra and Amazon Alexis are down in the basement for some reason. I don't know why, there's, but they're in the sure. basement. Excuse me. Uh, Kendra sees a shadow of someone coming down the stairs and starts screaming. Just screaming. She doesn't try to run or hide. She just stands there screaming like a fucking lunatic. <laughs> and Amazon, Alexa, she comes over to her and she too stands there watching just the shadow come down the stairs. Joins in the screaming. She just stands yeah. there. And it turns out to be Bruce. It's just Bruce. Now, how in the goddamn hell do they not, do these bitches not see that it's Bruce coming down the stairs? They see tennis shoes, you know? You'd be like, oh, it's Bruce. Like, or the clothes If they wearing. would stop screaming at the shadow on the ground and just, I don't know, maybe look up, they would see Bruce clearly coming right. down the stairs. Right. Ugh. So Bruce now ends up pranking them by making it look like something grabbed his arm when he reaches through this hole in the wall. And in this hole, he finds folded up papers, uh, which turn out to be the deed to the house and a family tree. Yeah. Uh, really? Like, Stuck behind the wall. Why the hell would the deed to a house be folded up in a hole in the wall? Right, in the basement. In the in basement, the yeah. Like, I mean, that is some Scooby-Doo bullshit yeah, right there. Yeah, So, more scenes of people going through old boxes, finding old letters, newspaper clippings. Which have no... Well, yeah, they're basically going through these... They're going through... Cr- uh, clippings of Mesmer's career. Yeah. And these... And articles about his death or something like that. Mind you, 1931. Yeah. 1931. There wouldn't... Be, one, the print is completely off. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about that one. And also, the picture quality. It's fantastic picture quality. Yeah, you You're can tell they, have... they, they they manually aged. Like, it is, oh, well, it's ageless paper. We'll you know, make it a little yellowish and... It's not know, even fake. that yellow. Yeah, it's not. It's just... Fantastically uh, maintained. It's just dog shit. <laughs> so, and uh, you may say this nitpicking, but you know what? Everything's been so dog shit in this movie. Yeah. I'm just gonna dump on it more. You might as well because they just can't put it underneath my ass. And I'm because just they gonna get pull nothing right up. in this movie. Nothing. nothing. Um, and I will give them credit if they do something good. Yeah, but they haven't done. I actually shit. give them. Cre- I do give them credit for two things right in this movie. All right. Um, 
so we find out that guy in a plaid shirt and black jacket, his name's Mark. We, so we get another oh, yeah. name. So now everyone's in the basement. And for some stupid reason, Amazon Alexa, she wanders off. And she screams from off camera. Everyone rushes to find her in a bathroom where they find two severed legs in the tub. Yes. Bruce, who's still playing the I'm so cool and this is all a fucking trick card, despite yelling, despite everyone yelling at him the whole time. Everyone's against Bruce. Yeah. And everyone's totally like, dude, something fucked up is happening. It's something's horrible. Something's he's the only one now that believes that it's still just a hoax. Yeah. And he's he's because he's Mr. Cool. Like, I can't be scared of anything. Uh, He picks up one of the legs to prove it's not real and takes a bite out of it. And not from like the calf or like he takes a bite of the bloody, bloody stump, stump end, and he's a little taken aback. He's like, oh, like, oh, but he's like, no, it's still fake. Yeah, even though he just oh. ate human flesh. Yeah. So at this point, Hipster Rick loses his shit. He does, and he, he just starts going bonkers. He unleashes on Bruce, yelling at him to stop acting like this. Stop, you know, it's uh, just stop being the way you are and. Before I I got I got to comment on this. I'm gonna go on my little soapbox here about hipsters and <laughs> the fucking glasses he's wearing. He's wearing these thick black glasses with no lenses in them, and I fucking hate this hipster tread. I didn't notice that. Yeah, there's no lenses. I've seen this. I've seen this a lot now I, in other TV shows. I see people wearing glasses with no lenses as some kind of fashion statement, and I fucking hate it. Because you know what? I wear glasses. And I don't want to wear glasses. I would not. <laughs> if I don't have to wear glasses, I would not. And if you're going to wear glasses, put some goddamn lenses in them. <laughs> like, I don't know why, but I fucking hate it. And it, it does in this movie. And I don't even talk about this guy's ridiculous flock of seagulls haircut he has. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he stuck his finger in a fucking electrical outlet. It's, it's the just, worst hair I've ever it's seen. straight up. Uh, so anyway, Bruce, he's like, fuck it. I'm not changing. He calls everyone a dickhead. He's like, and he even, he even pushes Rick. Yeah, his boy. Yeah. So we cut to Kendra, who's lying on a bed. And now Rick's still in this room. We just go from fight, basically, to yeah, fight, she's in bed. Fight in the bathroom now. She's in bed. And, and Rick, in hipster Rick, is in there. And she's like, she's like, tells Rick, hey, if I fall asleep, don't go anywhere. Now, this is what bothered me, and I don't know if you noticed Frank, this. like it's Nightmare on Elm Street all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like, don't go away. So... There's a bed, and there's a window, and then there's drapes on the window that are blowing in the wind. Holy shit, are you serious? They're blowing in the wind. So not only is there a second window, not only is there a second window, but it's open! I didn't know that! I missed that! But it's open! Holy shit! So the window is open, and the sheets are moving, the, the drapes are the drapes are flowing, and there's an open window in that room! I totally missed Ugh. that. Holy fuck. So Ugh. she asks him to lay down next to her, which he does. And they make out. And it's really bad kissing. It looks like kids kissing for the very first time. I fast forward through it. It's awful. I don't like the fast forward through sex scenes, but I'm like, this is not a sex scene. It's either. not. Yeah. Um, Kendra tells Rick that she likes him. And he says, that's the nicest thing anyone has ever said to me. Are you fucking kidding this me? He's a total loser there. That's the nice thing someone's ever told him. Like, you know, I'm at at this point, you know what? Fuck it. With those fake ass glasses and that retarded haircut, I can believe it. I can believe it. <laughs> but he was a Power Ranger, Marshall. He was a Power I don't know if he was a Power Ranger. He was in a Power Ranger oh, show. Okay. All right. He was Spike Skolovich. 
<laughs> fucking name. <laughs> so she tells him to go turn the light off while she takes off her bra. No tits are seen. Uh, they go back to really shitty, poorly making out. And she doesn't even care if he, he has a kind. She's like, oh, don't, I don't care. We're doing this. And I think they have sex, but who knows? Because it's really shitty. Mm-hmm. If they just didn't make it out, rubbing some hands over her leg. Yeah, but they kind of show the tattoo on her leg. Yeah, they do make they show a tattoo on her ankle. And the next time you see Kendra's face is after it's over when they're spooning. Like, she's rolled over and they're spooning. And for some reason, she starts crying. And a tear falls like, it's like down. The, it's like the sad ending on the side of the road. Just one single tear rolls. I'm like, was, I'm like. I guess the sex was that bad? Or you had sex with the hipster? Like, why are you crying? (laughs) What's the problem? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I don't get it. God damn. So, we're back to everyone else now. They're by the front door yelling and arguing again. They're back at the fucking door. door. Alexis is still in the bathroom with the bloody legs. And she's talking to Dean's girl. Um, Dean's girl shows her the video. She shows Alexis the video of Dean fucking Suzanne. And what does Alexis do? Comforts her on her gigantic, gigantic boobies. Watermelon she just, boobs. She just grabs her head and just goes, it's okay. <laughs> and boom. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm sorry. Her boobs are so big. So all the guys are hounding Bruce now to tell them what he found in the hole in the wall. But Bruce is refusing. Yeah. He says it's a matter of freedom of speech. It's a matter of free speech. Ever heard of it? And I'm like, what the hell does that have to do with anything? Yeah. I hate, I hate, I just wrote down at this point, God, I hate these people. There's absolutely zero reason as to why he shouldn't tell them. Like, there's no reason for him to keep this a secret. Right. Other than, other than just intentionally be be an asshole. And they just really want to make, the filmmakers are hammering that fact home. That he is Mr. Cool, Mr. Tough Guy. I only do what I want. I'm an asshole. Whatever. So, more arguing and more pissing contests ensues until Mark pulls out a fucking gun. gun. What? <sighs> why would he even have a gun in the first place? And, uh, yeah, he, why do you have a gun? Yeah. He pulls out a gun out, like, the back, right out of his ass. Yeah. And here's another thing. You have a gun. Why wouldn't you use this gun to intimidate Zeus. Yeah, that's a good you know, point. Here, yeah. here he is getting you. He's the guy who gets into his face and he's dragging that coffin away, going, You need to start telling me some answers. You need to tell me this. You need to let us out of here. Blah, 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 blah. Zeus grabs him by the neck and throws him away. Wouldn't you then get up and get that gun and be like, Okay, buddy, shit's getting. Yeah. Shit's gotten real now. Or, yeah. The only thing I thought of is you see all the time in movies, but if it's like some of these old doors or something like that, if they're locked, shoot the locks on the door. Maybe try to shoot sure. the. the or open the door? I don't got, know. I don't know how much a 9mm holds. 10 shots if you have 10, one It depends chamber. on clip. 10, 15. Yeah, yeah, just start plugging away, man. Uh, So, of course, Mr. Cool isn't scared of the gun in his face. So, Bruce attacks Mark. They struggle for the gun. During the struggle, the gun goes off. And we see Bruce on the ground bleeding from the abdomen. Bruce appears to die. More yelling and arguing about Mark killing Bruce and how he only meant to scare him. Guy and Vest shouts out that Mark couldn't have killed Bruce because he took the bullets out of the gun and replaced them with blanks. <laughs> oh, what? To, what? To which Mark replies, how dare you mess with my stuff? Yeah. And he's just, and the guy in the fence goes, I knew sooner or later you'd pull your piece. I didn't want you to hurt anybody. Yeah. So apparently Mark's a real asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Pulls his gun on people. 
And his buddy wanted to make sure he didn't kill anybody, yeah. so he replaced his magazine with Blank. blanks. So Alexis and Dean's girl now, they show up and they've joined the rest of the group. Suzanne finds the papers in Bruce's pocket while Dean and Mark argue some more and yell. They, they go through Bruce's dead clothes. Yeah. <laughs> and they find out if he has 20 bucks. Jesus. They all decide to go tell Rick that Bruce is dead. So we cut to all of them walking into the room where Rick is sleeping. Dean wakes up Rick, tells him he's Bruce is dead. Alexis tries to wake up Kendra, who is right next to Rick, but starts crying for some dumbass reason after Kendra doesn't wake up after she says her name one time. It's like, Kendra, oh my god, she's dead! Like, maybe try a little harder. Give her a little nudge before you jump to the conclusion right. that she's dead. But guess what? She is, yeah. She's dead. <laughs> they pull the sheets back to reveal Kendra's legs have been cut off. And the filmmakers throwing some more red lights in here for good measure. And uh, fuck, I know it's done. You want some whiskey? Yeah, actually, I do want some whiskey. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. I'm just about <sighs> done with this flask here. <laughs> so Dean and Rick, they get into a fight over something. It's broken up. Dean starts beating up the walls. They all go to the bathroom where they found the legs in the tub. Turn, Rick, yeah. turn the, turns the leg over to inspect it, and it's the same leg with the ta- it's like the same tattoo on the same place yeah. where Kendra had it. So it's Kendra's legs. Yeah, exactly. So once they realize the legs are real now, again, more flipping out, more yelling. Dean yells at Mark to be rational. Now, this is one of the only two. <laughs> this is the one time in the mo- line in the movie I actually like. Okay, I will. Because Mark responds by saying, rational, we have half a bitch in a bathtub. <laughs> For some reason, I thought that was funny. That's the one line of the whole movie I actually enjoyed. Half a bitch in a bathtub. So, so Dean suggests that they all look at, they all take a look at the family tree, and they see some names that have been crossed out on it, and they start now they start putting the pieces of the puzzle together. Everything's starting to come together. But suddenly... Dean's alone in a hallway now, and he hears someone calling out. He opens the door. The skeleton from before falls out, and there's this big box, like closeted box in there. He opens it up, and it's the missing random girl that the group has pretty much completely forgot forgot about about and gave up on, despite Dean saying, told her, we were looking all over for you. The last time we saw her is when Zeus was reaching out towards her. Yeah, that was like 20, 30 minutes ago at this point. Um, even Alexis, the one who's so worried about friends, like nobody cares. Like, wait, where's this little girl at? Yeah. Who her name turns to be um, Alina or something like that. Elena, I think it is. And she tells him that the monster thing put her in here, so I guess she means Zeus, Zeus. is the monster. Yeah. Okay. So they all go back down to the basement to look at the family trace some more. So I don't know why they need to go in the fucking basement to do that, yeah. but they do. Sure. And Dean notices that his last name is on the family tree. And one by one, they all start picking out names on the family tree that they're somehow related relatives to. Relatives or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So now they, they've all realized that they are descendants of the Mes- of Mesmer's wife or her lover. Or Mesmer himself. Or Mesmer himself. Yeah. Or, or the, yeah, or the, uh, uh, I think even the, the, the male assistant. The, Zeus? No, no, the, the white guy with the fake mustache. Um, so the lights go out. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Suzanne... Starts laughing. She just starts laughing and drops to her knees, yelling oh, out, "Oh my god! I'm oh. we're sorry. So everyone, we didn't do anything. This is crazy." <laughs> so yeah, they're all yelling at each other, yeah, talking about the family tree, and, ah, yeah, ah, 
and it just cuts to her in a bub shot with, a with like spotlight. a spotlight, <laughs> and she's got like booty shorts on and like a tank top, and just falls to her knees, and she's just like, We're yeah, sorry. Like, this is like, yeah, just, you're, again, you're just miss like the the rain the coming rain down, coming mud. down uh, <laughs> is just crazy overacting. Yeah. Like, Holy crap. Spare us! We're sorry! Oh my god. So, the lights go out here. Chaos yelling. No surprise there. A single spotlight comes on to show Suzanne laying on a carpet. She's now apparently been possessed by the dead wife who tells them what... And basically says... he. She goes explains like how the wife was killed later. And how Mesmer came back from the grave to kill them. Uh, being the wife and her lover yeah like she was how was she killed like i don't remember how like slices all over her body i don't remember who the fuck i didn't pay enough um she warns them that they will never get away that he's coming for that he's coming for you and now rick gets possessed by mesmer and i just went oh my god this is fucking awful it, it's because Suzanne now points the she has the gun she points it at rick saying that he's the one coming for them not me Possessed Rick starts trying to appeal to the other, saying, like, "Come on, guys, I'm yeah. one of you. I'm cool." But it's like it's not even his voice. <laughs> it's not his voice. So it's it's not Susan's voice. It's not Rick's voice. It's, it's the voice of Mesmer. It's the voice of Mesmer and Mesmer's wife. Yeah, and they're trying to like lip sync. It's so it ridiculous. Really looking. Off. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Because really especially the blonde girl is really, really trying. She's. Using her mouth so big with it's all once, of her it's work. one step to be like j- bad Japanese dub. I mean, yeah. it's it's awful. It's really bad. There's this particular. It's comically one, bad. There's a particular one when she the guy goes the liar. You're a liar. liar. And she goes because the voice goes you're a liar. And she her mouth opens up so big like she's screaming like, like she's you're yeah. a liar. Like yeah. oh, it's so bad. <laughs> so. Apparently there's this big metal door in this room, and Rick goes to open the door, and Suzanne warns them not to open it because, and I guess because if they open this door, they they were either all gonna die or z- something was gonna happen. But anyway, Suzanne warns them not to open it, and Rick just simply says, "Bitch, please," and he turns to open the door, but Suzanne shoots him in the back of the head. So after she shoots him, she snaps out of her trance or possession, and it's like. What what happened? What 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 went on? So everybody's like, you everybody's of course freaking out. You shot Rick. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't know what alarm. happened. And he's like, I'm going through that door. So the Rick, the door that Rick wanted to open now swings. It swings open a bit. And um I'm thinking I guess this is the door that's supposed to lead to the way out at this point, but I don't really fucking know or know I care. Yeah. <laughs> and Suzanne, who's holding everyone at gunpoint, closes the door. But after some more nonsense arguing and yelling, Suzanne decides she doesn't want to stay there. So she opens the door, which is now supposed to be locked, and walks out. The door behind her closes, closes. locking the others in. Banging starts coming from the other side of the door. And it's not even that loud or banging. No, it's it's banging. It's stumping. It's banging. And it opens, and Suzanne walks back in. She's, she looks pretty roughed up. Yeah, she's like, oh, she's she looks like she's seen some shit. Mm-hmm. And her hair is a mess. Yeah, and she she's wide eyed and like she's staring off. And she says that she saw Jomo again, again Zeus. And she tells the group that Jomo told her that he was surprised 
that it took them this long to find him, even though they've seen him throughout the whole house. Yeah. And that they were so close so many times that they were there and they didn't even know it. Whatever that means. Yeah, whatever that fucking means. So one by one, they all decided to go through the door to see what Suzanne's talking about. Except for Dean, who grabs his girl, whose name we finally learn an hour and 20 minutes into the movie, her name is Robin. <laughs> so this is fucked up. Uh, so Dean is saying, Robin, you stay here. Mm-hmm. Stay here back. Stay back so you can rescue us if something goes wrong. Yeah, yeah. If we get locked in, or you can open the door from this side, we, I want you to stay here where it's more, you know, at least safe-ish. And... Um, <laughs> and she's like, "Fuck that! No, I'm gonna go with you guys." Yeah. She's like, "No, no, I'm gonna come with you." And, can't, and uh, even Alexis, then for some reason, she comes back and tells Robin to come on that we Dean can't be trusted, which makes no fucking sense. Why she'd say because Dean hasn't really done anything to show well, he's hey, not hey, trusted. To, to Alexis's defense, she was the one. She's the only one. Except for well, yeah, seen. he had sex with Suzanne. Yeah, so girls, you know, girl power. Girls will get to stick together and be like, oh, this Bendejo can't be trusted. He's been banging the old blondie behind your back. I understand can't be trusted maybe with other girls, but can't so, be trusted so, too. Doesn't matter, man. Girls see it all the way Whatever. through. Whatever. I thought that was through. fucking weird. So hey, anyway. Hey, I know all about it, man. Robin drops the P-bomb on Dean. Yeah. I'm yeah. pregnant. Like, oh my God, they which, kiss. Which Alexis is like, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. here. I'm out here now. <laughs> She leaves. Dean and Robin start kissing, kissing. and then Dean's <laughs> excited. But then Dean, Dean pulls back and punches Robin in the face, bam, knocking her out cold. <laughs> she drops to the ground like a sack of potatoes. <laughs> uh, cut to the others walking down some hallway that being leads led to- by Zeus. Yeah, no, he. he- oh. Led by Suzanne, it leads oh. them to Zeus. Okay, He's just yeah. standing there at like yeah. the intersection. He's just hanging out. And again, light is pouring through all the windows. And it leads them to a service elevator. So now we're not even in a house. We've gone from a house to like a... This is like some Resident Evil mansion shit. Right. Like you're in the house and you go underground. Now you come on to like some big industrial warehouse. Right, or right, right. Like what is going on? So they get to the service elevator. And they all get on. Jomo flips a switch. Lights go out as the elevator starts to descend. As it comes to a stop, the lights come back on. Jomo is gone. Everyone's flipping the fuck out for some stupid ass reason. Like they're they're acting like they're trapped in this elevator. But but as soon as they try the gate, it opens opens. right. It opens right up. So now they're running down some other hallway with. Jomo seen stalking behind them all of a sudden. Like, he's chasing them, which just makes no fucking sense because he was just leading them somewhere earlier. So why? Anyway, they end up in a room filled with more black coffins where the guy in the vest starts freaking out. So more yelling happens. Guy in vest shouts out, it's not what I think, it's what I know. That's one line that I get from all this screaming. Dean opens the coffin to reveal Suzanne dead with wounds across her neck and her upper chest and like on her thigh too yeah. the heavy metal door of the room slams shut locking them in mark opens up another coffin and sees the head of guy and vest in there and this guy and vest starts laugh crying he's laughing he's crying as it fades to black and he's looking at his head looking it pans back to him yeah. looking at his head pans back to him 
Last crying, fade to black. Fade in on a still image of Bruce bathed in red light as Keith David takes over narrating. Now, it explains who, again, it explains, it goes one by one, each person, who that person is in relationship to how they relate to Mesmer or the wife, their relationship. Bruce Bolton. Second cousin, something twice removed or some crap Second like that. Second cousin of Mesmer was found with no bullet hole yeah. in his dead body. And he says how they all died. So we're going to go through them. Cause, sure, yeah. Go so Bruce, glad you wrote it down. Yeah, yeah I, re- I wrote these down. So Bruce was removed from the living room when he was found with no gunshot wound to his body. Dean Tisdale was pulverized. His pulverized body was pulled from beneath the elevator door. Mark Pierce... His remains were found riddled with hundreds of rusty coffin nails. Alexis, we don't know what happened to her because it's said that the family blocks any and all info about her demise, which is bullshit. You can't do that. I don't know how you could do that. It's pretty dumb. Well, I guess if you're making a movie. Um, uh, Elaine Sanchez, the random girl, (laughs) her charred body was taken from the guest room shower. Kendra Miller was removed from an upstairs bedroom while her severed legs were found in the master bathroom. Suzanne Pratt, every bone in her body was found to be broken. Cut to Robin, now who's shouting, no, 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 no. And she's trying to hold on to like a corner of a doorway or something. As paramedics are trying to drag her out of the house. While she's being dragged out by two paramedics. Once they get her out of the house, the door slams shut behind the paramedics. And the ghostly images of Mesmer clapping, doing like a slow golf clap or something like that. <laughs> He's like, yeah. what a fucking movie. And his wife are seen walking around, fade to black, roll fucking credits. That is the fucking trapdoor. Holy shit, what a pure mound of just... It's like the Mount Everest of shit that right is, there. That is... Oof, we climbed that mountain. Yeah, we did. And I'm not any we better. We stuck our flag in it. At I'm the time. not any better for it. Um. All right, so this is where we go into favorite kills. There can be only one favorite kill. Uh, problem with this week is there really no kills. So the only thing I can assume that we can try to do is given on how we found out each person died at the end, which would have been your favorite show yeah Death, if which they, one would have been would, your favorite kill. Yeah. sure would have liked to have seen it yeah yeah so i guess that's what we'll do out of how they actually did die which one would have been like sounds the coolest all right i'm gonna go ahead with that i'm gonna go with blondie um 206 bones in the human body i want to see them all broken so yeah i'd go with that one yeah i'm i was thinking the same thing i'm kind of i'm curious about blondie and i was curious about uh pierce being pulverized underneath the elevator dean mm-hmm uh, but I think I'm going with uh, probably Suzanne too. Like, how would every bone in her body have been broken? Like, so, um, yeah, that's it. Real short, sweet. Because other than that, it's fucking bullshit. There's nothing left. I mean, there's no. There murders, are no. There's yeah. no kills. There's nothing to except for maybe Mesmer being burned alive at the very, very beginning, or Bruce being shot, which it turned out doesn't even really happen. But he was dead. Yeah. So, so yeah. moving on to odds and ends. Not only did they watch these films, they researched them too. Ugh, what is wrong with these guys? All right, ratings for this movie. You are going to th- flip your shit on some of these. Well, at least I, I, IMDb. I, I, nothing surprises me anymore. 4.5 out of 10. That is absolute ridiculous. That is insane. So basically you're saying half the, at 5 out of 10 people who see this, essentially, half of them like would it. like him. 
No, that does that's that not true. Does not compute with no, me. Don't believe it. Rotten Tomatoes, nothing. No, no thermometer score. No, not even an audience score. This is a hard movie to find. It is. Amazon. Now this is where it's surprising. Amazon three point five. No, so they actually this is the first time Amazon actually did something right. One point six out of five on Amazon. So that's the first time we've ever seen that, like not a three or something <laughs> on sure. a shitty movie. Um, plot keywords there are none, absolutely nothing for this movie. So wow. yeah, um, if we want to make up our own plot keywords, uh, I'm gonna say yelling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, screaming, arguing, yelling, any take your pick of any of those. Uh, anything else you want to throw in there, Aaron? <laughs> Coffin and suicide, because I would probably kill myself if I had to watch this again. <laughs> it's horrible. Okay. <laughs> All right, for trivia now, only one piece I could find, and this will blow your fucking balls off. This movie won Best Horror Film, Horror Film Feature at the 2011 Action on Film International Film Festival. I just wrote holy shit behind that. Well, let's find out. What is what is that organization? Well, I looked up their website. I looked out because I wanted to like, see what... Uh, if it was done by the director. You know, this is something he it's made. It's not like his own yeah. person. No, no yeah. I mean, it's like a legit thing. There's all sorts of... Uh, it's not like... Sundance or Canes or anything, Cans, whatever it is. Yeah, Cans. But it's still, this movie won an award for best horror movie. It beat out movies called Children of the Hunt, Addicted to Blood, Psycho Killer Bloodbath, Absentia, and Hellphone, which sounds like a modern remake of 976 Evil. <laughs> Hellphone. <laughs> but so, like, how bad would those movies have to be if this was voted better than I don't want to, Marsh. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. <laughs> So, uh, we would move on to budget game, but surprisingly, there are no, there's no budget information. To, to no surprise. That doesn't surprise me at all. No, I didn't. Uh, I did send out, uh, try to get information. I did send messages to actually to uh, uh, Kenny Goldsby, the director, and uh, one the girl who played Robin. Uh, I found her. I try. I sent her some messages. I never heard back from them. Um, so who knows? Uh, moving on to. Five star reviews. Is this your guilty pleasure? Five star reviews. Now there are five star reviews. Actually, there are no five star reviews for this movie. Not a surprise. Not a one. Not a fucking surprise. Which I think is a first. Like we've done some shit, but we've I don't know if we've ever not had something that didn't have at least one five star review to it. Did you have four? The next highest down. Highest star review was a three star review. Wow! So I wrote these down because there's hardly anything, and it's a three star review. So from Muffin, this movie was bad, very bad, but oh how it entertained me! First off, the acting was horrendous, laughably so, especially from the lady who plays the mean blonde. There's no X-ray on this movie, so I don't know her name. I don't know what that she means by X-ray. She alone is worth watching this stink fest. I've seen several of the actors in other projects in which they give decent performances, so maybe it was the direction that made everything terrible. In any event, if you got a free Friday night, some wine in a box, and an unlimited supply of cheesy poos, this movie is for you. Three stars. Ugh. No. 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 Muffin, I agree. Horrible acting, but I was not entertained by it. I mean, Hollow 2 was more entertaining. Oh, yeah. The Hollow 2 sucks. Yeah, it did. 
Uh, two-star review from Darren James. Waste of money to make crap like that. <laughs> Two stars. Which I kind of agree. Why did you get the second star? Yeah, exactly. Like, why even get... And then one-star reviews. Um, the, some of these are pretty quick. So Lawrence Chan wrote, A bunch of moronic, way-too-cool hipster types getting trapped in spooky mansion. One woman in particular is a uh, perpetual state of hysteria and does nothing but scream and run around like a chicken without a head. One star. <laughs> Uh, I don't know who that would be. That could Probably be any Blondie. of them. It could be Blondie. It could be Kenner. They both do that. Monica Copas. This movie could not possibly be worse. I got an IMDb account just so I could warn people how terrible this movie is. <laughs> <laughs> Saying that this movie has bad acting would be a compliment. Stupid storyline. Randomly jumps from scene to scene. The woman, ne- the women never stop screaming. And it's not even possible to like even a single character. There are random scenes of people walking down corridors and jump shots of people sleeping or wandering without any purpose. There are characters that don't even have any purpose. I stupidly thought that this might be a fun horror movie, but it's a disgrace to the genre. The movie relies on cheap horror tricks to, and random screaming to get its thrill factor. Viewer beware. One star. Yes. Well said, Monica Copas. Well said. Now, the last one is probably the best of the best to read. Just as this hits the nail, pretty much sums it up, I think. From Empire Falls Strikes Back. This is not even a movie. It's a mess. Incoherent incompetence. Was there a script? Did anyone read the script if there was one before greenlighting this project? No storyline, no character arcs, no hooks, no setups, and thus zero payoffs. The majority of the cast don't even know they're in a scene. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, the filmmakers just cast their friends or squeezes. With a couple exceptions, the acting was atrocious. Even the great narrator's voice and one or two decent acting performances were completely overpowered by the total lack of clarity in his clumsy-ass storytelling. As for editing... Well, a story should arise out of the Oedipe, but it needs to be on the page first and in the and then in the can. I don't know. Maybe the editors had little decent footage to work with. All the movies have outtakes, but if what this actually but what is actually on the screen here was the best stuff they shot, then this thing was doomed from the onset. The makers of this POS piece of shit have no business making movies. Ugh, painful one star. Yeah, that do a slow golf clap, courtesy of Mesmer, to tell you how bad. That's a great review. Yeah, that is a great review. All right, so fucking final thoughts. This is a no-brainer, Aaron. Final thoughts on this one. It's it's so bad. It's absolutely petrifying. <laughs> like it's not even scary. It. Do not watch this movie. Yeah. Even if you hear this and you think. Oh, it can't be that bad. I'll have to watch it. No, 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 don't do it. Don't do it, folks. We this are PSA. This is why we do the show. Do not watch this movie. And if you do, we warned you, but God have mercy on your soul. Um, and did, anything else you want to add before? I, no. Okay. I don't want to talk about this thing anymore. Um, for me, I, I totally agree. One hundred percent. So bad it is scary. I did want to say one thing, but um, I did say there are two things about the movie I liked. One was the line about half a bathtub in a bitch, or half a bitch in a bathtub. And the other thing was the ending. Now, I, I didn't mind the idea that it went through and said, Dean, you know, how they were found, the body was pulverized, body, every bone was broken with the narrator. 
I didn't mind that. I actually thought it was a kind of a neat concept. It was just everything leading up to it was so atrociously done. And the one good thing I liked about the exit was just didn't pay off. And it was so poorly executed that it just falls flat. But I like the idea of that. Okay. It turned out they're all somewhere. They all died in this house somehow, but they should have done a more like clearer job of like kind of giving you that. If you went back and watched like, okay, that's where that person dies or this is where that person would have died to explain like how Blondie gets bones broken when she, right. And how one girl got charred, burned to death. Like, Show something that would indicate that this is what happened in the end, and then say, then bring it back together. I would have been okay. That would be kind of cool. I would like to see, but they just doesn't. They don't execute that at all. It falls flat. So yeah, it. But I like the idea. They just didn't pull it. Like off. The idea of it, you don't like it. Yeah. So total. Yeah, hundred percent. So bad, it's scary. Do not watch this movie at all. Uh, that. We're just gonna wrap it up. That's I think we are drained from this movie. We, My head hurts. <laughs> we are going to go take long hot showers and just scrub not together, but just we're gonna scrub the shit off of us that is this movie. You sure you're not together. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, so yeah. All right. I can't even speak anymore. I'm so dumbfounded by this movie. Um follow us on Facebook, check out our website, horriblehorrorpodcast.com. Find us on Twitter at so bad it's scary. Check out you can find us on Podbean at horriblehorror.podbean.com. We're on iTunes as well, where it's free. Subscribe to us, like us, check us out. Uh, we're also on Instagram at horrible horror podcast uh, with underscores between the words. So that is going to do it for us. Peace out, Moon Goons. We will see you down the road. Take care.